<laughs> Brilliant. Oh, oh timing. Right. <laughs> fuck it. Right, fuck it. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Finishing Moves with me, Simon Kane, and he's more bearded than man. It's Mr. Joshua Richard. <laughs> Glad to be here. Glad to be here. So, how are you, Josh? Very well, very well. We've just witnessed uh, TakeOver Toronto. Take Is that the official, official name? NXT TakeOver Toronto. Not some weird, like, <laughs> not just air rival or... Yeah, our revolution or whatever. We should, we should probably explain exactly what we're talking about for people that maybe don't know what any of this stuff is. We should. Uh, so, uh, hopefully, kind of, if you're listening to this, you have a cursory knowledge of wrestling, hopefully. But if not, um, NXT is a developmental uh, version of WWE, which everyone remembers from their youth. So, yeah, you're not going to see your, your rocks, your stone colds, your canes, undertakers, yeah. and the like. See, a lot of Triple H, though. Yeah, weirdly. He's yeah. the the boss man down there. Um, yeah, so, it's like the, you know, if you're going to talk to the amateur leagues uh, in football or the, the lower leagues, it's, you know, yeah. a proving ground, a chance to go, look, here's me, this is what I am, I think I'm good enough, you can... Yeah, people who, um, you know, want to get into wrestling and they kind of, they've proven themselves on, like, independence or whatever, and they use NXT as their kind of, sort of, training ground, Yeah, almost. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of the... Um, Comparators are American sports. So if you probably yeah. don't know American wrestling, you probably don't know American sports yeah. either. Basically, it's yeah, developmental is probably well, it's the way they describe it. It's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, people that aren't amazing, they're not like you know your triple A kind of you know megastar wrestlers, but it's a kind of avenue to get there. But it's some of the best wrestling I think either of us have ever seen. Uh, without doubt, yeah, yeah. it's because it's written by normal people. It's not yeah. written by people with uh, thirty-second memory spans and people yeah. no no understanding of continuity or yeah, you know. which is nice. And it doesn't seem like a lot to ask for in what is a scripted TV show. I know a lot of what people's um, issue with wrestling is kind of like, oh, why are you watching? Yeah, as, as men, uh, and it's do you not know it's fake. You're like, yeah, well, I watch. Westworld, I know yeah, that's fake. I watched a lot of drama TV show, but yeah, if it's intelligent and well written, then it's fine. It's good. And wrestling yeah. is the same. Unfortunately, a lot of the... It does kind of get maligned by the what people see straight away is... Yeah. It's just two dudes in pants. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but unfortunately, a lot of the big league wrestling at the minute is more of your wank. Uh, Hollyoaks level of, of writing, which is... Uh, yeah. It doesn't... It forgets its own... Continuity. It forgets what's done in its own universe and just puts random shit together at random times for the sake of doing yeah. some big so buzzword. So here's, here's a thing. Oh, and here's another thing. And there's no sort of connect between the things. Whereas, you know, NXT is like your well-written indie show that, you know, maybe doesn't get the same numbers, but yeah. everyone that does watch it is kind of like this staunch... And there's a, there's a care in it, isn't there? Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you can tell that the people that watch it and the people that do it and the people that produce it and the people that wrestle on it they care about their product and yep. they're passionate about making it a big thing yeah which is why it draws people in like myself and simon in. yeah uh, um, and 
Takeover um, is basically their pay-per-view equivalent. Combination of storylines, you know, your big equivalents to your, you know, your Rumbles and your WrestleManias and your Survivor Series and the like. Yeah. But obviously on a much, much smaller scale with far fewer matches. Well, you say smaller scale. Um, the yeah, was except the, yeah, in the last what was the last this, with the Canadian Airlines Centre. Yeah, whatever it was, what was it called. It's like twelve no. and a half thousand but, people. Brooklyn was. 15,000, same with like, Dallas. A legitimate sort of stadium level crowd. Yeah. Which so it's not small. We're not watching people in, you know, a little leisure centre in down the road. Which, which we you should, go, should do. Yeah. If if you do enjoy wrestling and you do like wrestling on, on TV, um, if there are kind of indie wrestling shows in your area, do go to them. They're amazing. Um, we went to one probably about a year ago. Yeah. Um, and none other than... WWE stalwart Chris Masters uh, made an appearance. He did. He did. And, and, uh, and Kennedy. Ken Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Mr. Mr. Kennedy. Or, or Mr. Mr. Anderson, Anderson. Whatever he is TNA, now. As long as he, he still has the microphone dropping, yeah. that's his whole thing, isn't it? So, so yeah, uh, support indie wrestling, basically. Um, to see sort of the Toronto crowd being sort of, like, say, 12,000 and the Brooklyn, Brooklyn crowd being about 15,000, considering the kind of weekly crowd... Uh, full sale, which is where they do their weekly shows, is about a couple hundred. It's not many. Not, not many. many it's literally a gymnasium, isn't it? It's literally a part of it. It's a university, like sports facility. Facility, and to see that the same people and the same stories kind of fit in a small sort of intimate venue of say a hundred people, and mm -hmm. then also sell out fifteen thousand seat stadiums, yeah. yeah, is amazing. And obviously, be as over and and be backed by the crowds as yeah. much as they are as well um, as I'm sure we'll as I'm sure we'll get to when we uh, yeah. we talk through the matches so uh, long story short NXT if you want to if you wonder why two sort of grown men in their sort of late 20s enjoy watching wrestling watch NXT you'll see the good side of wrestling yeah I think I think at some point this podcast will go in a direction where we talk about our favourite matches from yeah. from NXT one certainly maybe for your your entry level to kind of come into and see first off and see what we're talking about maybe ones that you know your Require casual fan more. and then obviously there'll yeah, be the kind ones of, where people watch it as much as we do you're sort of staunch fan more than a passing more than passing debate yeah. about I have about, I've wondered about this about when we're if we're going to talk about matches do we do we venture into spoiler territory especially for more current stuff um I think Yes. I think if we're doing a review yeah. of a show, we, we might well. talk about the result. I think when we can talk about our favourites or bests or, or what to watch, I think we arguably dependent on what you're what you're trying to say. Like some matches you can quite easily talk about how good they are without talking about the result. Yeah. Obviously some matches are they're dependent on yeah, the, the result. The importance of them, the the relevance of them is based on, on the result, not the uh, yeah. necessarily the match before it. So cool. Um, I was also going to say about talking about sort of entry level wrestling and wrestling for the casual fan, uh, the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. Just before we get into Toronto, yeah, I had sort of thought about mentioning this. It's amazing. Do yourself a favor and watch it. Am I right in thinking they released a lot of episodes on YouTube? Yes, a yeah. lot of free matches on there that were maybe not part of the um, the bracket. The Cruiserweight Classic was thirty two wrestlers, round robin tournament. So. UFA Cup of, of wrestling for the smaller smaller wrestlers, two hundred and five. Two hundred and five pounds, pounds and under. So the smaller guys, 
and yeah it was it was baller it, it was, was awesome with every different kind of match lots of flippy shit lots of high flying lots of mental stuff what you can literally yeah. pop out of your seat for but also some hard hitting kicks elbows and punches stuff that you're genuinely going to make you and wince. very Even, technical yes a lot of very yeah. technical stuff which is sort of every kind of style you can think of I mean one of my uh, students actually um, big wrestling fan has only ever seen things on like main roster stuff like Raw Smackdown got wind that I like wrestling asked me kind of what kind of things I like recommended uh, the Cruiserweight Classic that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it sort of changed his entire view of it and shown oh look at you bonding yeah. with you bonding, bonding with, the with your little youth bonding with the youth oh, um, what's, so, he, what's he going to grow up to be uh, Dante Rastia <laughs> I'm, um, I'm sorry to that child's parents. Yeah, sorry. Broken neck. Um, also, uh, sorry for all the swearing, Mum. That's mm. probably going to happen. I'd apologise to my mum, but she's heard me do it many a time. Fair enough. And nor will she listen to this. Right. Um, let's crack on then. Let's um, Rather than talking about what NXT is, let's talk about Toronto, because it was fun. It was. I, I think enjoyed that. It, I enjoyed Toronto. Considering, for the most part, most of the quote-unquote big names have left over the past yeah. or been 12 months. in the face yeah it was one of those ones on paper you're like I don't know how this is going to go there's some people I've not really seen a lot of yeah they were definitely in a kind of downward swing yeah in terms of quality of the storyline they had a massive sort of talent exodus pretty recently so mm-hmm. but it was good it was I think that's, that is the it word was to good. describe it I think yeah. it I think it peaked in the middle Yes, I think would yes. be a fair, we'll, we'll, a fair assessment. We'll get to that. <laughs> we will. Um, but no, it was it was good. And started off with uh, the kind the, of the, the good glorious opener. Yeah, the, the glorious, glorious opener versus uh, yeah. So Bobby Roode, the the glorious the one, the glorious Bobby Roode uh, versus the perfect ten, Ty Dillinger, yeah. which is more of a battle of the over entrances. Yeah, it's kind than of the over wrestlers. A battle to get the get the crowd more than anything else because yeah. both of them just incredibly incredibly over but again more more on entrance than yeah. wrestling ability absolutely and especially um, Bobby Roode I mean I mean so what is when had, this is what's fourth or fifth match yeah. overall if that one um, of which was to set up this one where he just yeah. walked out he really hasn't done a lot and I remember um, when they sort of announced uh, Bobby Roode was going to be part of the roster they sort of released his entrance theme prior to his first match. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was in I was in Mexico at the time. Oh, right, right, here we go. <laughs> I was in Mexico um, on a kind of wrestling isolation. Right. Um, for, those, for those of you who don't know, Simon, this is the life he leads. Just swans about yeah, in I'm Mexico. Bit, leads so, me in Bristol to my own devices. And I'm also um, looking at our live audience at the moment. And, uh, and my wife is smirking because we were on... Me- in Mexico on our honeymoon and I'm telling her that I was watching wrestling <laughs> um, this is the man he is everyone but I remember they released a um, they released his theme on on YouTube yep. for his match mm-hmm. and I saw, I saw it on Twitter with something just like you have to watch this is, this is the best thing ever and it really it's was sort glorious of the, sort of the best thing ever sort of it? the best thing ever made even better um, today with a choir. Yeah, so Brooklyn, he managed to descend from some crane, which uh, turns out apparently he's terrified of heights, so he really didn't really? want to do that. 
that's so quite. Um, you can sort of see in his face that he's genuinely a bit terrified. I didn't you watch know that. Back. That's interesting. I'll have um, to see that. You know, he's very much not looking down. He's kind of shaking a bit, which obviously, you know, he's kind of making more of his his big um, his big debut realistically in terms of NXT. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. But yeah, he he was a bit uncertain of it. That was glorious. And then this one was next level. I think he's yeah. just a full what fifty piece choir. Yeah, if that well, yeah. probably more than that actually. Um, oh, it's just amazing. It um, was. It's it's just one of those things that it. I don't think the crowd are going to get tired of that entrance for no. for a long time. And I think if I think if he wants to go get over as a legitimate heel bad guy, however you want to phrase it, I think he's going to have to stop. He's going to have to stop enjoying it. and yeah. going to have to start hating the fact that the crowd are. Yeah. Because at I the mean, minute, he wants the crowd to hate him. Yeah. Well, but everybody. But it, I mean, it goes back to, um, and this is sort of entering into people who watch NXT regularly, territory, at risk of alienating the casual fan. But when he actually debuted and came out, he did this whole sort of five-minute-long promo where he sort of sang the praises of the NXT crowd and how wonderful they were. Mm -hmm. And everyone got behind him and everyone was, yay, Bobby Roode, you are, you know, you are saviour, you are amazing, We, we love you. And then he just shat all over them really did and just in a, the cook of a finger just complete 180 kind of blamed the crowd yeah. for everything that was wrong with wrestling so yeah if he wants to kind of be that kind of heel character which I'm assuming he is going to be yeah he's definitely kind of well, I think up I, there in terms of his his promos are very heelish yeah I don't think his thing was uh, you know I shouldn't be here performing in front of you, plebs. Yeah, you. I should be here in front of you know presidents of corporations, and you know that's the sort of people I want. To, I think that was yeah. genuinely the, the, exactly. the I want doing. CEOs of yeah, Fortune yeah, yeah. 500 companies in the front row. Yeah, not you know. Not I you. wear a suit. You wear not that idiot singlet. Heyman guy T-shirt wearing, knobhead from what the CWC and NXT. Yeah. So yeah, if he wants to kind of get over as that kind of super heel, yeah, he almost needs to cut off the entrance. Yeah, or the moment he stops that is the moment when everyone will boom yeah. out of the building. Because that which is... will be glory. Yeah, it will be glorious. It will be good. It will be great. Yeah. It will be anything but glorious. But obviously, yeah, he's up against Ty Dillinger, who the, I think up until his tent. up until his arrival probably had the next best entrance. Yeah, but well, not well, or aside. Entrance wise, probably not, but like. Just gimmick-wise, I think. And just being really over Really strong. Yeah. Considering it's basically just flashing... A number. <laughs> ten, ten digits. On your... Yeah. Of all the simple things for a crowd to... To take to on. To. Um, that's it. You know, the simplest things are, are generally the best. Yeah. And it, with. it kind of... It leached over into sort of... Wrestling for real for a bit, didn't it? Because... Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember was it some Brock Lesnar match I think it was the SummerSlam or Wrestlemania um, and they had a, um, a suplex to, counter and then when they got to when the they got to 10 packs, they... everyone was sort of chanting 10 yeah. a la Ty Dillinger yeah but yeah, um, in terms of the match what did you think it was good it wasn't glorious it was no. good it was a very typical opening match I thought yeah it wasn't 
over the top. It wasn't. It was never going to be like a big flippy. No, you know, it's not who they are. Um, I thought that they both did well in the match to get over gimmicks to get over get the crowd involved. I think Ty Dillinger stepping on uh, Bobby Roode's hands so that he. Uh, I think I missed that. Oh, right. So yeah. he he had his he was leant over, and Dillinger stepped on one set of fingers, then the next, and then Bobby Roode right. was flashing, flashing the ten, obviously trying to relieve himself of the pain, and then Dillinger was watching him, and that's <laughs> when he, I think he asked him, "Oh, do you think you're the perfect ten?" And then Bobby Roode swung for him, but um, yeah, I think it no, was it was that. fine. I was surprised by the the, the win for for Roode. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I think Ty Dillinger's sort of whole arc over the last couple of months has been one of not really getting it done mm. and just losing everything. And I think mm. a lot of people have wanted him to to win the big one, which yeah. you know is the point of redemptive stories. But for him to lose, it's a really interesting call, I think. Yeah, well, I think it's either the case that they either went, well, look, everyone loves him anyway, and his whole thing has been... Yeah, he's not Lose, affected losing, by... Yeah, losing against bigger names to make them legitimised, but at the same time putting a good show yeah. himself. So he doesn't He's not affected like... by wins and losses. He's a bit... The, the sort of Sami Zayn yeah. kind of underdog... Yeah. Underdoggedness? Is that a word? We'll make it a word. We'll make it a word. Underdoggedness. Yeah, first, first podcast, and that's the We've you know, first episode, and that's... We've got a new word. A new word. Underdoggedness. We'll, we'll make sure that we plant that one in every in every podcast from here on out. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a surprising match and it was good. Yeah. Good, not great. Yeah, no, absolutely. Solid, like, seven and a half out of ten. Thanks for coming. Everyone had a good time. Yeah, which actually I think that's kind of what I'd say of the thing of as a whole. Toronto as a whole. Good, not great. Yeah. I don't think you're going to go back to it like Brooklyn a 1 classic. or anything like that but at the same time if it's on in front of you you're not going to have gonna, it you're watching you're not going to have a bad time yeah. interesting point that you raised as well though with like the whole ending once Rude had won and had his moment and walked off there was the kind of falling thank you thank you Ty moment yeah, I suppose which fallen loser in the in the ring kind of getting that that kind of thanks for what you've done and yeah which does if, you know and this if you watch NXT a lot, it kind of echoes what they did with Sami Zayn and what they did with Bailey in mm-hmm. Brooklyn too. Mm-hmm. They each lost their kind of you know final shot match, had a moment in the ring, crowd was sort of cheering, and then they left. Which in the case of Sami Zayn and Bailey, ended in both of those coming up to the main roster. So yeah, almost immediately yeah. after. So it'd be interesting to see on Monday or Tuesday or SmackDown if Ty makes his way to the main roster yeah especially in the build up they did uh, big that up as well how he did have his poorly reincarnated ECW uh, yeah I really I didn't know that I didn't know he used yeah, to be yeah so uh, I, I enhancement I didn't but he you know he had like um, so he had pre-debut vignettes uh, he described himself as like the crown jewel of uh, ECW's recruitment and all this and how he was gonna uh, rule over ECW and then I think he lost two. I'm trying to get this right. I can't remember who he lost to in his debut, but he definitely lost to, I think it was Ricky Ortiz, I think he was called, who was this like 
really shit wrestler with big hair that didn't last very long at all. Um, but was like he had like a bit of a push for yeah. about three months and then they realised he wasn't very good and he left. Um, and then I think he lost to Finley. I think he got ruined by Finley and then he just never came back. Huh. And that was I it. And I think that. he got like literally let go by WWE. And then came back right. like, into NXT like a few years ago. Yeah, because I was surprised to realise sort of how old he was. Cause he, yeah, he's not a, he's not a young book, is he? Youthful, youthful faced fellow. Yeah, I hope I look as good as him. But he? he's, you know, 38. Yeah, I mean, I don't want his hair. No. Uh, I don't no. really fancy cornrows or little <laughs> cuts in my eyebrow or anything like that. The top not, knot, maybe. No, maybe not. I don't think I could do a top knot. No. But I don't think either should or could no, do a I top No, I did that for about a day. Yeah, that's... I came home and immediately was told to take it out. Let's, <laughs> let us never speak of that again. Let's, yeah, let's not. So, um, yeah, good, not great. Um, similarly, I think the next match was... I've not really got a lot to say about the next one, which... Um, For the point of a podcast, is a bit shit, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I was sort of... I was kind of struggling to get behind it. Um, obviously, what we're talking about is um, the final of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, which... Uh, there's a sort of annual um, tag team tournament. I think 16 teams this year. Yep. Uh, again, similar sort of round robin tournament, and they had the final at Toronto, which was uh, TM61, which is still a shite name. It's a and will always awful be a shite shite name. For fans of the Indies, these guys used to be known as the Mighty Dope Neil, which, which is, is a, a much great name. Better name. Which is a great name. And they still say it in promos. Yeah. So they still say still a we, are the, we are the Mighty and the Mighty Dope Neil, which is pretty awesome. For contractual reasons, they're yeah, not allowed they're not to be allowed. called. So they are TM61, which is a meeting of their surnames. Yeah. Thorn and Miller. Miller. With the postcode or the phone Area code, code of. of the part of Australia they're from? Australia? New Zealand? Australia. I think Australia. Australia. Either way, it's terrible. Anyway, two hella flippy, um, sort of interchangeable Australian wrestlers. One has tattoos, one doesn't. That's, that's about that's it. That's it. But yeah. I literally, what, a couple of minutes into the match, had to ask which one was which. Yeah, one of them wears orange, one of them wears blue. Yeah. <laughs> I think Thorne wears orange. I think that's what we... Yeah, and and equally their, their opponents equally sort of interchangeable yeah um, uh, Occam and Razor which uh, yeah. almost sounds like Occam Razor oh, I wonder uh, if they did that on yeah. purpose someone in WWE read a book <laughs> <laughs> the simplest oh we uh, yeah. 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 Um, um, also they are called the authors of pain oh, and they do describe uh, their uh, the things they're doing as chapters chapters and their finishing so, finishing move yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called the the last, the last chapter. chapter. Yeah. So book based, they are book based wrestlers. But the, I mean, what are they going to do if they try to use the last chapter on someone and someone kicks out? The, and then are we going to get a sequel? Epilogue. Epilogue. Is epilogue index? <laughs> Appendices. It's like Appendices. the, the yeah. like shittest. <laughs> that can be like the roll up. Yeah, back cover. <laughs> No. Dust sleeve. Yeah, those little dust colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some of that. Well, um, that sounds like a choke. Yeah, that sounds like some dust sort of sleeve. Yeah. Um, which I think, given that we've, you know, all we've done is talk about the interchangeableness of the people involved, tells you a lot about the match itself. Yeah. Uh, the 
the interesting thing coming into it was that the manager of Authors of Pain, Paul Adering, was going to be suspended above the match in a steel cage, which is as dumb as it sounds. Yeah. And so if you want to isolate someone from from an environment, if you want to make sure this person doesn't influence the match in any way, obviously the simplest solution is to suspend them above the cage, yeah. in a little tiny... Above the cage? Above the ring, in a cage, which coincidentally... On the basis of, you know, he can't interfere yeah. then, except... Of, of course, course he, he will. Can. And coincidentally, this sort of happens to also be a type of merchandise that WWE are pushing at the moment. Um, yeah, which I'd completely forgotten until literally as the match started, they advertised, a oh, toy. New, new from Mattel. And you're like, yeah. right. The okay. crash cage. Yeah. It's in this match. Yeah, that was upsetting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. But it did obviously lead to the weird construction of the crane style oh, yeah. scenario yes. on the side which allowed Shane Thorne or Nick Miller yep which one Shane I think it's Shane, Shane. Thorne orange one yeah because Nick, with Nick Miller actually looks a bit like Nick Miller from New Girl okay that's how that's how, that's I how you it first. <laughs> yeah whereas the other one doesn't and it's all tattooed and shit so there we go okay right so Nick Miller uh, was elsewhere Shane Thorne climbed climbs this thing yeah because he got pushed up there by one, one of them, them. One of authors the of authors. Pain, one of the pain authors. Yeah, Stephen um, King. And we had the standard, please don't die scenario of someone turning around and going, I'm going I, to jump off this. I can jump off this thing that's really high up. What's the worst could happen? Um, and decided to flip off of it, which kind of got, was about the only thing that got everyone massively into the match. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned when they came out, people just weren't into it. It was just yeah silent. because they've not they've they're fine but they've not done anything to make everyone lose their shit and go oh these are two people that I really really want to see and yeah. I think this was their attempt at being like look here's a high ish stakes match even though it's not I mean I know it was for a thing but it's not it wasn't for the belts it wasn't no. it was for a, a trophy and I think that's gonna help them on the plus side. They, they looked pretty good. Like, what they were able to do against the much bigger opponents was good. I do quite like Thunder Valley, the finisher. Yeah. I do think that looks fun. pretty good, especially when they're oh, raising... Massive 300 some like, guy. Yeah. Like, it looks good. I think even potentially it's like a, they can do that as a set-up to then one of them coming off the top rope or something. If yeah. that's not going to be... Like, that won't put someone away. No, they don't get as a transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I see that. So I think that's good. Uh, obviously, the chain, chain into the crowd. Uh, that was fun. Um, if you if you saw Toronto, um, there is a moment in the match where a chain is introduced, unsurprisingly, by the person who's not supposed to interfere in the <laughs> match. The person who was specifically raised above the match in a cage, not to interfere. Manages to interfere. Yeah. Fancy that. Yeah, they kind of forgot that gravity occurs. So if yeah. he, he drops something, it's going yeah, to fall to the floor. And um, what's below the cage? Oh, the ring. So a, a chain, a sort of bike lock chain, yep. is sort of dropped into the ring. And one of the authors, Tolkien, I think, <laughs> grabs the chain and goes to hit someone else with it. Yep. But loses his grip and throws the chain yeah like a solid 
solid distance into the crowd. Now, you've got to think that the, the dropping of the chain was supposed to happen, mm-hmm. but maybe not into the crowd. I don't think so. Because, I mean, I'm assuming it's not that heavy a chain, but even so, it... It, didn't well, it wasn't quite Brock Lesnar throwing a car door into the crowd, <laughs> which is still one of my favourite things ever to see. Like, those non-intentional, you know, he's yeah. launched that. Uh-oh. I, I don't think that's quite gone where he's meant it to. Yeah. Um, Although, at least whoever got hit by it will get sort of an autograph and a chance to meet them backstage. Almost certainly. Because I remember nice that happening. Chain. Yeah, chain chain bruise. Bruise. I remember that happening when I was younger and I went to a hockey match. And someone got hit with a hockey puck yep. um, quite close to me and they were sort of escorted out and they were told, oh, you know, you can uh, have a have an autograph yep. um, and meet the team who oh. hit you in the face. Oh. Um, so they did. Bonus. Uh, there was genuinely a hockey match the other day where uh, uh, it was Columbus against New York and New York guy uh, slap-shotted the absolute shit out of the puck straight into a guy's face. Uh, he was down. You could see it was like pissing blood onto the ice. He goes off, thirty-three stitches in his head. Comes back out and scores a winning Strong. goal. Strong. You're like fucking hell. Ice hockey players are mental. That's awesome. Like if I got a puck to the face, I think I would explode I would into a ball of down. dust. I think yeah. I would just eviscerate. Yeah, I'd want to sit down. Yeah, I don't think I'd be coming back out onto the thing where there's people with more pucks and sticks and helmets to smash me into walls. And stuff. No, I wouldn't do that. No, um, but that's clearly what separates us from Canadian idiots. Yeah, up there. Sorry, Canada. <laughs> there you go. You've alienated more people. Yeah, well, sorry. Well, well, what's Canada going to do? It'll be fine. Be We're literally talking about a thing that happened in Canada. Yeah, well, it's been and gone now. Okay. So now what? Fair enough. Come at um, me, Bristol, England. If you want it, Canada. Come at me. Don't do that. That's alright. Um, we can be so anti America yeah. as well. Let's not get. Let's not do Are we going to go political? Let's not do that today. Should we not do that first not time today. Around? Okay. Not today. That's fine. So yeah, good, not great. Yeah. Um, Authors of Pain win, they get the trophy, there was the weird little... Handshakey. Yeah, let's try and look happy about the fact that these two... People we don't like have one yeah. thing. But that was it. And that happened. It happened. It did. It happened. It was a thing. And then there were more things. Let's talk about the best thing that happened on the show oh the peak without shadow yeah of doubt. the match of the night absolutely without question was um the revival uh, two-time two-time tag team mm-hmm. nxt tag team champs yep uh which in itself i always find a bit weird uh, being two-time champs being a thing somehow being better than being a just a one-time champ yeah never losing it yeah yeah surely being a one-time champ for a really long time yeah is better than being a you know, two-time champion. So that's it. Yeah, the... I think, unfortunately, we do have to. You know, you do have to pan to that thing sometimes. Or like, well, one number's bigger than the other. Yeah, so it's, it's the, the bigger number's better. It's the John Cena thing. Like he is fifteen-time champ oh, at God, the moment. Yeah, yeah. Angling for the sixteenth, which is to, inevitably going to happen. To go to level with Flair. Like go level with Flair. Is it level, he needs to. He needs to win two more. Yeah. That really isn't as impressive because it means he's lost it 15, 14 times. Mm-hmm. Maths. Yeah, no, Matt's um, teacher. Hold on. <laughs> so the revival two-time NXT champs against Team DIY, which, which is still a shit name, possibly as well. worse than TM61 because it at least TM61 is factually accurate. 
Yeah, I think they're just getting sick of people trying to blurt out Champer and Gaga, aren't yeah. they? Which isn't that hard to say, as demonstrated yeah, by the fact that... and Gargano. That, that wasn't rehearsed. I'm actually no. to say Champer and Gargano. I said Gargano that Gorgano. time, so no, ah. no, I've ruined it. I've ruined it. I've shit out. <laughs> Team Fucked DIY. It, Fucked it. And um, yeah, with the, for some reason they had... I can't remember, was there a promo where they were like, we're here to... Do it. And then pan to the camera and like... Do it. No, but then you'd say do, do it, it ourselves, ourselves yeah. which yeah. still wouldn't work. Like, as, a, as a tag team, do it yourself. Yeah. It's a strange name. It like, still makes no sense. Do it together? Do you, I don't know. Anyway, um, Shampoo Gargano are two big indie... Indie, indie darlings. Indie darlings. Gargano, Gargano was like champion in Ring of Honor or something. Yeah. For like um, 800 days or and something. And Champa did a thing. Yeah, it's like the... Sicilian, Sicilian psychopath. psychopath or something. Yeah. He so, was also in a. He was on an episode of SmackDown. Was he really? As like a lawyer, oh. that got ruined by, I think the Undertaker. He came out as a lawyer for someone. He had hair, Brilliant. no beard, hair. Uh, it was about nine or ten years ago, and yeah, he got ruined by Undertaker. I'm got... consistently impressed with your level of, sort of just wrestling factoids. Uh, you shouldn't be impressed by that. What that means is I sit at home. On my own, a lot, <laughs> watching uh, the network and YouTube Brilliant. a lot. Um, wishing I had someone to talk to. Oh, well, you're here now. No, that's not true. I'm perfectly content with that you're lifestyle. So. I have a podcast now. So that was the best match ever. Um, two out of three falls. Mm-hmm. This was the th- first, second, third match these guys have had together? Second. Second. Because the first one was at Brooklyn. Second and a half. Where they had the... A really great match. Yes. Um, um, that looked for the world like uh, Champion Gallo would win, um, but they also were sort of ever so slightly teasing the breakup because of the match they just had yeah. at the Cruiserweight Classic, Classic, which was one of the most outstanding matches of the year yeah. in terms of. I think we'll talk about that on its own. Yeah, at, at some point. Because I think it deserves a fall. But in terms of story, it. It, it was up there, I think, for this year. And, yeah, so they were teasing that. And then, obviously, they should have fought in the Dusty Classic this time around. But the shit-kicking heels that the Revival are were like, oh, we're too we're, injured, so we're, we're going to give it you. Yeah, we're going to... And it wasn't even a, oh, we can't do it, so good luck. It was a, oh, we're saving you the... Saving you the bother. The beating yeah. that we would have would have given you. An act of charity. Um, but this time around, I mean... Christ. Yeah, I mean, I think I could talk about this match for a long time. Yeah. So just to try and sort of summarise things, the story that those four people are able to create in a ring is nothing short of exemplary. It's Mm. awesome. Yeah, Um, without doubt. And it's like you were saying earlier about um, how NXT differs from real, I say real wrestling, like main roster wrestling. Um, having some sort of respect for the history of the people involved. Because mm-hmm. um, one of the sort of biggest moments of the match this time around echoed the finish of the Brooklyn match. Yep. Where um, Gargano gets put in a knee bar. Um, oh, that's a horrendous chop block. Yeah. Because, I mean, the one at Brooklyn looked bad, but the second one this time around, where he was kind of like up against the rope, off to the side, genuinely looked like they'd destroyed his knee there was no real kind of there's no give with it it literally looked like that looked like it was done for reals yep um, 
so that was horrendous. So he was putting a knee bar, and it looked for all the world that he was going to tap. Like I, he he went he, he went, went to, to and stopped went himself. to tap, yeah. stopped himself, and got to the and the, the kind of the relief in the crowd and for myself, the mm-hmm. relief that I was sort of feeling. I was kind of edge of seat, yeah, kind of heart and mouth moment yeah. was incredible. And then the uh, the dueling finishes was a fun moment. Yeah, the, the really stealing enjoyed. of the, the stealing of each other's finishes was um, was excellent. Obviously, with the revivals not coming off, Dash hitting Dawson with the super kick, but then for Gagano and Champa to hit the shot machine, machine and it not be the winning pinfall was great yeah. as well. Um, but then we did get to um, we did get to see the actual finish, which was the uh, sort of stereo submissions. Yeah, um, which was brilliant and. I know I I'm not a f- big fan of the revival. Um, I I really don't like them as characters, but I can really appreciate them as as clever wrestlers. The moment right at the end, where they're both in sort of submission moves, they can both tap, but each of them hold on hold to the other's hand. Yeah. Which you know, if you're kind of concerned that wrestling is a little bit homoerotic, kind of sounds worse. Yeah. But basically, it meant that the other each of them weren't able to tap to these moves. Yeah. Um, but they did anyway, which, you know. Yeah, I think it, it, was, is, it, it was an incredible match. The crowd were massively into it. The first fall for the Shaq machine from the revival was incredible with Gargano trying to lawn dart himself in off the ropes for the spear, getting caught, and then getting absolutely just ruined. Kind of straight onto his neck. Yeah, like kind of vertical. vertical. Um, but I think I think if ever there was a match where you're saying this is why the revival deserve to be at a higher level than they are, I think they That's are it. legitimately yeah. the best tag team going at yeah. the minute on WWE in the sense yeah. of how they work together, how they understand their role and what it is to be a team of yeah. dicks, but also like you know. Even when they try and be dicks and it goes wrong, it still goes right for them. The storytelling's incredible. Their finishing moves great. They've got um double moves coming out there. Yeah. They they just they I mean they're called the revival and their sort of whole thing is they they, they are reviving the kind of glory days of tag team wrestling. Uh, no um no flips, just fists. Yeah. They go hard all day all night. Yeah, we've gone back into homoeroticism. Yeah, yeah. Mm. God, yeah. Wow, I realise how that sounds for people that don't know what we're talking about. That's so, <laughs> let's move, move on. Move <laughs> swift, moving very, very Brilliant. swiftly on um, to the the women's title match. I, I, it sounds awful. I've Which, got not a lot to say about this. <sighs> it happened. It was fine, and that's the kind of like the best and worst thing you can ever say about something. Yeah, um, it was. For those who don't know, it was Asuka, who is this... Undefeated, Japanese, still undefeated, terrifying lady that's going to murder you to death with kicks and choke submissions yeah. and arm bars. And, and it's like, just kind of terrifying. Genuinely, well, you know, smile when yeah. in pain or in Properly some sort of sort degree of, of peril. Uh, a bit unsettling. Yeah. Uh, versus the returning Mickey James, who was getting... You still got it, chance. Yeah. Which I mean, which of they, course she does, because she's been wrestling just in other places for the yeah. last part but of many years. Since what, she's like, been gone. I I find it interesting that when she um, she came back to WWE after six years, and 
she was sort of treated as this sort of returning hero, but they massively glossed over a lot of well, that, less than stellar parts yeah, of her career. Yeah, I mean, that's what they, they always which, do that. I think any time yeah. there's someone coming back, that rather than necessarily showing you and saying, like, oh, this is why you should give a shit about this person, they're just kind of like, no, oh, no, you, you should. They're, they're this good. is a big yeah. deal. Which I know, I think beforehand they did a video package where they showed her winning the title a few yeah. times, which I mean, again, semi legitimate. You know, yeah. She beat Trish, I mean, she beat, I think, I want to say she beat Beth Phoenix, who at one point was like, I the, think so. Yeah. You know, the the big can't be beaten champ. Was she the Glamazon? She was the Glamazon. She was the Glamazon. Yeah. Yeah. She came as the um, bubble and everything. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it's just, it's interesting sort of comparing that era of. Yeah. female wrestler um, to the current state mm-hmm. of you know women's wrestling which has kind of come out of probably the darkest times it's had yeah to what looks like a really interesting really good and really promising future yeah um, well we had a we had a women's match headline a headline pay per main WWE pay per view which I still haven't seen no I keep I still haven't I keep meaning to watch it but Raw's got me. So, this is a yeah. story for a different time, yeah. but Raw's got me so so mad. See its own product yeah. at the minute that it's infuriating. But the match was fine. I think it did more for Mickey James than it did for Asuka because yeah. she hit hit more moves. It was slightly more interesting and diverse from her because I've not seen her. Because everything we saw from Asuka was kind of what we've seen a lot of recently. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was kind of a foregone conclusion. And yeah, we ev- everyone knew she was always because. Going to because ask her because she's gonna get she's gonna kick people in the face yeah. and she's gonna kill them and yeah. smile about it. Mm-hmm. Um so that happened. But like you say, it did kind of it was good as a sort of relevance check for yeah. Mickey James to be I, like, you know, I'm still here. And I think it was the match that was needed after the because the crowd went you know, were massively into the tag match. It needed that, you know, fall off match for yeah. everyone just to chill a bit. Which sounds like we're kind of selling it a bit short as it being a kind of Yeah. I mean, because historically, a lot of the time, especially kind of a few years ago, uh, women's matches in wrestling were treated as the kind of yep. right go off and go and get your drink, and get the drink, go, go to the loo, have a breather for five minutes, and come back Before in real wrestling. Come back in again. five minutes, yeah. because that's all they were given. Yeah. But that's not the case anymore. Um, and I think we'll talk about women's wrestling a bit more. Yeah. Oh, without that episode, I think that needs a long conversation. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Again, it was fine. One thing I do, I did put down that I did need to, if I needed to ask you, which I didn't ask you at the time. Okay. Does Asuka have to go heel soon? Yes. I feel like she does. Yes. And that she was starting to a bit. Yeah, there was there. the moment towards the end where Mickey James extended the handshake, which is kind of, you have a hard fought match, you put your hand out, it's the respect thing, and she just puts the title in her face. And I, yeah, I think she needs to go full. For her, which she always she she's, always kind of has been. Yeah, she's never been like true face, but everyone no. just loves watching her. There was she is fucking incredible to watch. There were moments where she was friends with Bailey for a bit, mm-hmm. or not friends, but like they interacted with each other backstage. I think yeah. it was when it was Asuka versus Nia Jax. Oh, when she the kicked end. the absolute living fuck. tar out of <laughs> Nia yeah. Jax at the end. That kind of makes Asuka look a bit sort of baby face, but I don't think she ever really has been. No. Well, this is it, because I was thinking, while I was watching it, I was like, does that have to happen soon? And I was like, they didn't, because they didn't even pull the trigger when she was fighting 
Bailey, who was yeah. the babiest of baby faces. I mean, they even did that kind of respect handshake thing at the end of yep. um, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Paint Asker as a bit of a baby face. But I think it's similar to what happened with um, Bala. Yeah. Because for years, or for a year rather, uh, Finn Balor was the kind of dominant champion, NXT champion. Mm-hmm. And there's that kind of heelishness that comes with confidence of knowing you are the best and knowing there is no one can beat you. Um, you do get a kind of heelish nature about you. Yeah. That kind of swagger. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, you know, Asuka's always had that, but I think she just needs to, or I think what will happen going forward is that they'll make more of a thing of her being that kind of heel. Yeah, I'd quite like to see her just like murder, death, kill a lot of people for like no real reason. Yeah, until Ember Moon. Who yeah, comes and does whatever that finish is called. That everyone I can't remember it's called, went it's amazing. mental for it. Brooklyn. 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 It was Brooklyn. Ago. Yeah, Brooklyn was ages ago. Brooklyn was. She's barely been on TV since. Two matches. A couple of times. Yeah. Which, considering the lack of depth in that division, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I think the women's division has got a lot going for it in NXT. But like, again, not necessarily depth, but competition the talent level is. Yeah, there's no far lower. There's there's not at the moment anything that compares to the sort of horsewoman thing. No, Bailey, no, Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha. Like it's Asuka here and everybody else yeah down there but Painting in terms of Billy Kay's and interesting characters yeah there's there's a lot yeah there's stuff to certainly stuff to move forward with yeah sorry moving forward to the main event Samoan Joseph uh, my favourite Joseph um, Asian wrestling Michael Jackson <laughs> um, Shinsuke Nakamura um, the king of strong style and apparently master of Ten violinists? Yes. Which are still 12. stupid. How many violins is too many violins? I don't know. One, I think once we were... I think we got to about four or five and we were starting to joke about yeah. it. So I think that's... I think we, should, we should contextualise this. Um, no, no, we nope. should just... No? No, okay, no, fine. Just, we'll leave it. People need to go find this out for themselves. Yep. Um, watch Brooklyn. Watch NXT, NXT Brooklyn 2. And watch yeah. the main there, which was um, similar. It was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Samoa Joe. They've done it again this time round. So watch both of those. And you'll understand what the fuck it is yeah, we're talking about. Work but out for yourself how many violins are too many violins. Yeah, it was I don't know. I think the problem with the main event scene at the minute is we've built up we've been fortunate enough that we've had the matches we've had in the past of NXT. Hmm. You know, with your Zanes, your Kevin Owens, your Ballers. Yeah. The Point in time when it was Neville, Breeze, and the like, where we get in a level a of matches of strong competition. that was nine, ten out of ten on a regular basis, and you're watching yeah. stuff and you're walking away thinking Insta-classics. that's one of the best things I've seen in a long time. And you know, NXT went on a run where that was just it. Even if you go back to right at the beginning and you've got like Zayn Cesaro and matches like that, yeah. it was still even was it Bo Neville? It's the first championship yeah. match, yeah. the ladder match, yeah. uh, the arrival, yeah. which was amazing. Um, so we've been kind of blessed, whereas now, like, the match yesterday, it was, was good. Not great. Yeah, which again is a, is a, is a <laughs> thing. Um, a, yeah. I think there was some, there was certainly some interesting moments, some callbacks to the um, shit that's been going down in NXT yeah. over the last couple of weeks. 
But yeah, the finish yeah, it, kind of just happened, and I think the crowd were a bit like, "Oh, so this has just happened." Um, Samoa Joe wins the championship again, uh, becoming the two-time NXT champion. Which means he's just another halfway to being the five-time, 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 five-time uh, Booker T level of champion. <laughs> but yeah, again, it was it was good, but it wasn't great. Like, I think this is the first time anyone's kicked out the King Kinshasa. Yeah, um, um, which was interesting, but. But then it was just kind of followed up with him just getting murked by the muscle buster. Yeah. Which is, but I, I suppose mean, he'd been... There was the WWE thing, which is a low blow is... Is the worst thing that's ever the, happened. the thing that's going to remove your yeah. HP down to zero. <laughs> Critical shot. Yeah, it is. Um, but it is, though. Yeah. But how many times is that the... Low blow and then finish. Yeah. But that happens. I love both of those people yeah. um, who were wrestling. I love Shinsuke Nakamura. He's everything I would want in a wrestler. And I think I sort of, when he first debuted, I said that to you. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, but I'm scared I might be a bit bored um, of him. But I think you said the same match every time. Yeah, like much. it doesn't... And similarly with, with Joe, I think they've both just, they wrestle one match and that's it. And it's fine. And again, the, unfortunately, there was a thing with, you know, they targeted um, Nakamura's knees throughout which you think, oh, well, all of his strikes, all, all, of, his, all of his yeah. attack is, is leg and knee-based. And, then it's and he just, still just did them. Yeah, and it's the kind of... I mean, a lot of people kind of use John Cena as their example of just sort of no-selling stuff and just going, I'm fine. Just, you know, if, you're, if your entire match is based on you being... Your, your legs being hurt or your knees being hurt, and then to just shrug it off at the end and go, and use your knee. lol, nope, my knee's fine. Yeah. Kind of isn't great. And so, then... You know, it wasn't like he was submitted with it or anything. He was, I mean, obviously there was a callback to um, his uh, Joe's beating down of Nack uh, after their first match, where he destroyed him onto the onto ring steps. steps, which I guess makes sense in terms of the match finishing almost immediately after that because last time he did um, that, he yeah, was off for four weeks, yeah, which, so it's immediately, which is like you're done now, an hour and a half on the when they actually yeah. film it, but. You know, TV show wise, yeah. was three or four weeks. Um, so that makes sense that you know if you're going to put him up three weeks and doing it again, it should easily lead to a yeah a finish of a single match. But yeah, I don't know. It was just it was fine. It was yeah, it was good, not great. And I think and which was that's kind of the whole thing, really. Isn't yeah, it? Was, everything is, was good, uh, but not great. Apart from uh, the tag match. Oh, tag yeah. Seek match, which out. was great. Seek that out and watch that which immediately because that was great. really good. I think it, it takes a little while to get going, but once the crowd are in, they are in. For like the last five to ten minutes of that match is outstanding. Strong. Like one of the, one of the best tag matches I've yeah. seen so, in a long time. Before you go back to like American Alpha yeah. versus the Revival. So but you can see the, the common denominator. NXT TakeOver Toronto. Good, not great. Solid like B minus? B minus. Yeah. B plus player. I mean, you're you're a you're a teacher. What would you? Yeah, um, on, you, I go you seven finishing moves out of ten. Seven fit right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if how, we're using how, that as our scale, how how are you going to uh, draw a finishing move? Quote unquote. I don't know. Cool. I'll, I'll leave that one with you. You're our tech department. Uh, well, if okay, if this if um, I'm the face. Okay. Seven seven finishing seven, moves out of seven ten. Seven finishing moves out of ten. I'll take that. Um. So. Obviously, we've kind of built this and we've talked for almost an hour about some piece of TV that only lasted two hours. 
Wow. Shit. <laughs> um, we've kind of built... This podcast is kind of a lot about wrestling, but also a lot about video games, because we love video games. We do. And I think the best thing to do, because we've sort of... I've kind of not really been playing anything very sort of contemporary and interesting. I've just been playing a lot of Skyrim, which is five years old. No, but it's all new and shiny But now. it's new and shiny. It's different. Well, It's a yeah. whole new... I mean, it's not, but it's... It's the same game, but it's shinier. Yeah. But I will say this thing, and, um, and I, I've sort of mentioned this to, this to you already, but being a little bit disappointed by the shininess of Skyrim, or the new shininess. Mm. Because obviously it's a five-year-old game, and recently they re-released it for current consoles, the PS4 and Xbox One. It's like a HD remaster, essentially. And I've got to be honest, I sort of booted it up and I thought, is this, is this it? It doesn't really look shinier. It's because you're a terrible human being. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, there's some depth of field stuff. So mm-hmm. if you're standing close to something in the foreground, the background goes blurry and that's kind of cool. But graphically, other than that, it looked to me as a bit kind of meh. But then I kind of looked at what it used to look like and boy it was ugly as fuck Mm. back in the day yeah um but and you know i've said this to you already but it feels like skyrim was one of those games that had such a strong sense of place and a strong kind of world around it yeah that you kind of you sort of mentally filled in the blanks well you were immersed weren't you You, yeah the, the notion of i think in that game the notion of you know graphics and whatnot was important and I think when it first came out it was visually um, maybe not right at the top even when it came out but it was no, it, it was, was, it it was, was of its time yeah. it was up there it looked good it felt good but I think that game it is not the one where people are necessarily thinking oh my god this needs to be graphically the most no it's not going to win any awards for visuals or anything like that but but then, kind of, if I, you know, looking back at the old version, the Xbox 360 version, and looking at the new version, I'm surprised how different they are. Like, mm-hmm. actually, how how more impressive the new version is. Yeah. Because, like I say, your mind just sort of fills in those blanks and goes, there are some trees here, but your mind thinks that it's a whole fucking forest. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this version, there's a whole fucking forest. Um, so, other than that, I've not really been playing anything new bit of a lull at the moment lots of overwatch but i could talk about that for days so instead i think we did get a lot of questions or quite a few questions and most of those were sort of video games we did one of them is actually very pertinent to what you were just saying actually um so this is something that we are going to want to do i think pretty much every time we do this is that we would like some questions, some questions. being based on Wrestling Anything? or games or beards or food or beer any or sort of any sort of nonsense that we might be geekery we might be into. Um, but yeah, from Matthew Bennett, I have no idea who Matthew Bennett is. You've met Matthew Bennett. He was at our wedding. Not our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, my wedding. That's awkward. He was at. I say our wedding because uh, my wife is in the room. Uh, it, he was at my wedding to my wife. Oh. Well, um, then I apologise, Matthew Bennett, uh, because I have met you and I've <laughs> forgotten you, which 
Yeah, let's let's, let's, let's gloss we'll, over we'll, that. We'll buff but that. I'm asking I'm asking we'll your question, so shut up. Uh, Matthew says, "Have video games sacrificed story and strategy for style and graphics?" Which I suppose bodes uh, well into what you were saying in the sense of they didn't decide to make a new game; they made the same game. They made the same game, but better with graphics, yeah. which I know is not exactly what Matthew's saying, but no. it is that is that happening now? I... Are people going more for uh, a sense of this needs Flash. to look pretty yeah, and that will draw the, the people in rather than, do you know what, this I, needs to be story-centric. I don't know. I mean, I can see why people would think that because I'm going to get super sort of soapboxy at the moment. Good. But, you know, if you're not a huge sort of fan of video if you're kind of the casual a casual video game fan which you know there is nothing wrong with being a casual video game fan nope. first of all I am the definition um, of that yes you are a casual video game fan but if you look at kind of what is advertised more widely like on TV when there are sort of you know this time of year it's coming to Christmas you're advertising lots of AAA games lots of things like Battlefield 1 Dishonored 2 or, you know, proper yep. kind of games with a budget behind them and games mm-hmm. with a budget to look pretty yep. but that's not all the games that are out there. No. There are thousands of interesting little independent games that are trying to do something different mm-hmm. and are trying to elevate games as a medium without kind of without putting all their eggs in the kind of graphical basket of going, we'll make this look as pretty as possible. It's like what kind of interesting experience can we get from this game? What kind of interesting experience can games provide players yeah. that other things can't? Mm-hmm. Um so I can see how, if you're looking at it from the outside, as if there is an outside to, to yep. gaming, it looks like what is sort of widely promoted is just the flash and the kind of, you know, the every year there's a Call of Duty, which is ever so slightly shinier than the previous one, and, and it's a bit shallow. Field. Yeah. And it's just shallow, and there's nothing to it. It's just flashy and graphically shiny and whoa, lovely. Whoa, whoa, It's in space. Well, yeah, but space is... Oh, space is good, but... Call of Duty's wank. Wow. Okay. At the moment. Well, we are good. we are fucking reducing our I don't I don't give a fuck. I think Yeah, fuck you, Call of Duty fans. You're dead. Yeah. Dead to us. I although I have I have heard that the Literally new dead one... to us if we get the game, it's gonna fucking Yeah, I, I have heard that the new one's good. Yeah, the multiplayer looks quite fun. Yeah. Everyone um... floats when they die. There's a the gun that sprays out everywhere and can ricochet off shit. That looks quite interesting. So maybe I'll I'll go back on what I, I it's not wank. It's just that there's too much it, of it. It is what it is, isn't it? It's, you know, it's become a... It's become a... Well, it is a franchise, obviously, but it's become a kind of parody of itself. Yeah. Um, and it's not the greatest sort of advert for what games can do. And there are a lot of interesting games out there that do do story and do do interesting stuff really, really well. So if you are one of those people that think, oh, you know, all video games are at the moment is just Flash, look for indie stuff reach out to sort of your the sort of indie game community and ask for ask for pointers there's loads get on of, Steam yeah jump on Steam you can pick up loads of games for free really interesting ones um, I'm not sure if it's still free but one of my favourite games um, which is really just story um, is Gone Home and I'm not going to say much about it oh uh, yeah because they released think, it free for at least the previous think, week, yeah, wasn't it? I don't there know was that, it still is. There but. was that dark weekend where that thing happened in America that made everybody sad. Don't know, I don't know what it was. Don't so know, there was still, a, there was a thing. Still no idea what that someone was. Someone did a big Trump, 
um, in a <laughs> lift. Um, and so oh, yeah, that photo. Oh, no, we said no. We get political. Let's not do That's it. Um, so the developers have gone home, released it for free, um, to kind of cheer everybody up. And I would encourage, even if you have to pay for it, it is one of the best games I've ever played. Um, I don't want to say much about it now because we've run on hell along. Mm. But if you want games to be all about story and you're interested in games as a storytelling medium, play Gone Home. Um, I think it's also on PS4. I think they released um, an updated sort of HD version on PS4. Um, so do yourself a favour and play that. Um, should we do another? Yeah. The, well, there's, one. yeah, there's one interesting question that I know we both we both yep. saw and said we would discuss. Oh, well, you think... said we should discuss it. I sort of well, yeah, said you... I could discuss this in about ten seconds. Yeah, I mean, you did you did answer it uh, on the feed, but I think we should answer it anyway. I think it's an interesting discussion. Okay. Um, which is from Simon Kestevin or Kestevin? Kestevin. Kestevin. Uh, I used to work with him. Sorry, sorry, so, sorry for mispronunciation. So that's one one person that one I mispronounce name know. and one person I don't know that I do. Maybe we should. Uh, I should. We should check these before. Yeah, we I should run this live. before you next time. But anyway, Simon asks us, and I'm definitely going to point this one at Simon. Uh, are people that play video games emotionally stunted? No. Show you're working. Um, because think... I'm because I'm not going to lie. That phrase has been used about me before. Well, that's and cool. I play video games. That's a now. <laughs> I'm not one to say that you know. That's one plus one correlation equals... or causation. Isn't yeah, it, exactly. So um, no, you know, I I couldn't tell if if it was meant as a joke or if it was meant seriously. If it was meant as a joke, that's fine. But I think if if a lot of people do think that genuinely, mm-hmm. regardless of what uh, what whatever Simon thinks. A lot of people do think that, and they think, oh, if you play games, much much in the same way as, you know, you're a, you're a grown man, why are you watching wrestling? Mm-hmm. You know, you're a grown man, you watch wrestling, you play video games, are you just a child? Yep. No, is my answer. Yeah. Um, because it, it goes back to the kind of, the previous question about, are games just about Flash? And are just yep. about grabbing your attention in that kind of childish, look at this shiny thing way? Mm-hmm. And I don't think they are. And I think that if any, you know, people think video games are for just for children, haven't experienced enough of them. It's a bit like saying, are films just for action fans? Or is music just for pop fans? Or, Perhaps. You know, if yeah, you... yeah. Um, but, you know, to play Devil's Advocate, or Devil's, Devil's Avocado, Avocado, as I believe you phrased it which on Facebook. sounds like a... Something entirely different. Something I definitely do not want to eat. No. <laughs> um, could it be the sense of people retreat to games now because of their heightened sense of storytelling now, that people retreat to those for their um, emotional uh, attachments, their um, desire for emotional storylines, emotional gains, rather than, you know, real life so you know they well, maybe do have a that's a closeted lifestyle outside of gaming but then seek to find it solely in the sense of gaming i don't think that whether that would define someone as stunted i don't know i don't but think I'm just that's a that... bad thing i think you know they're a safe medium to experience those things mm. um i mean and it's a game i haven't played and I, i've sort of again i've mentioned this to you i think a couple of weeks ago but um, a game was recently released on the iTunes App Store 
uh, called That Dragon Cancer. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So it was made by one person, I think, as their way of sort of diarising and coping with the death of their child. <sighs> wah, wah, wah. I hope that um, noise is in the game. Yeah. So... <laughs> so she died. Wah, wah, wah. Um, and I think, you know, I would not want to experience that firsthand. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anything worse, but I think doing it via a game sort of doing that vicariously through someone else is a kind of safe space to experience that and a safe space to... So would, would you say that's possibly a sense of uh, emotional maturity rather than something possibly looking yeah. for... Not to, not to put words in your mouth or anything. I, yeah, I think so. I mean, it depends what you're into. It depends what kind of... It depends what you go into games to... Do. Yeah, I suppose it also depends on Simon's definition of emotionally stunted as well, and and video games. To yeah. be honest, because it, you know what video games are you playing? I don't if think you you know if all you're playing, if I'm going home and playing Mario Kart. I'm not sure that's affecting my no. emotional. And if all you're playing is sort of say Angry Birds or say Mario Kart, or, you know the kind of very repetitive. There is that view of, oh, it's just a bit numbing, and it's a bit kind of yeah. you just sit there and zone out and switch off while you just rhythmically tap on your screen yep. but they like I was saying in the previous question there it can be so much more you know games can be so much more mm-hmm. and they can provide real emotional heft I think Video we, game, we, can, we can throw that one back at Simon and say look yeah. okay you know I think we disagree but what do you interested to carry on the conversation yeah I think it would be a worthwhile conversation to to have to continue yeah I think should we leave that there? I think we probably should. should I think as first episodes go, we've gone a we've gone long time. Quite on on quite a while. So um, we're gonna wrap it up. Is there anything you want to sort of plug or say before we finish? Uh, I think everyone should watch Westworld immediately. Westworld is a fucking brilliant drama. HBO at the minute that. Uh, is full of Anthony Hopkins and one of the Hemsworths, cause like the Chris? third or fourth. No, no, the not Liam, not Chris. One you've never heard of, Colin is definitely in it. Colin um, Hemsworth. It's Ed Harris, the woman from the wrestler whose name I always Marissa Tomei. Uh, no, the other one, the daughter, Evan Rachel Wood. Okay. Um, I know nothing about Westworld. I know what it is, but I've not seen it. It's really good. It. It's the premise of there's a. Yeah, I, I saw, I've seen the, is it 80s, 70s? Yeah, 70s film with Yul Brynner. And, yeah, you know, there's a theme park, quote-unquote, that is Western-based, where people can go and... Robo cowboys. Yeah, full of humanoid robots, where people can go and fulfil all of their fantasies, be it with the uh, with the other sex, or going around shooting people, or what have you. Um, but there is a deep-lying story about what's going on there. It's brilliantly done there's a couple of terrible British actors in there that do kind of bring it down a notch but everything else is fantastic uh, and I would also urge people to go and see Nocturnal Animals with Jake Gyllenhaal strong for Still reasons more than it stars Jake Gyllenhaal which is I think a good reason yeah that's a good reason to see anything I think yep totally non-homosexual point of view he's a good actor he is. He's a good actor. And he's a good looking human. He's a good looking human. Um, it's a really good film. It's really dark. So don't go expecting a fun, uplifting It's time. not a family but film, I don't I think. Would, uh, I would thoroughly recommend it. No. Cool. Well, um, that's about it. 
Um, just to get some of the particulars out of the way, we are on Twitter um, at finishing underscore moves. And by the time you listen to this, we'll probably be on iTunes as well. So um, if you've enjoyed what you've heard or you want to hear more of it, uh, like, subscribe, leave us a five star review. That'd be lovely. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, share it, tell all your friends, it. family, people you don't yeah. even like. That would be good as well. I mean, we've enjoyed doing this and want to do more of it. So if we know people are listening, yeah, it's mean, a job more fun. We're going to do it anyway because we yeah. like the sound of our own voices, but it'd be nice if Love people them. heard it as well. Um, we will be firing out um, requests for questions. questions. We would like to do Q&As. We want to do uh, episodes around what other people want us to talk about. Yeah. It's something that is interesting to us. Um, and, we'll yeah. do it. and you know, I know a lot of, a couple of people asked questions that we didn't get to this time around. Um, we will try and kind of eliminate that backlog soon as we can yep we're on twitter we're on soundcloud we'll be on itunes yeah like share subscribe i'm gonna be in your fucking ears all as that well. lovely stuff yeah cool see you later take care bye